I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hey, Soul Lights. How's it going? Oh, we're going to have a great show today. Great podcast. Um, If you're new, welcome. Um, those of you that have been around for a while, tried and true, always great to connect with you. You hear me in the background here. I'm getting my decaf latte with oat milk and um, coconut milk or something like that. Anyway, yes. Um, gosh, gosh, I feel like I've got so much to share with all of you. Um, always great to connect with you really it is every time I listen to that opening I just get like all teary I mean because to me it's it's what this podcast is about and has always been about and it's oh my god community co-created generated and I feel like we've been around for such a long time talking about so much of what's going on right now individually and in the collective and i just got to tell you i just see you know however we're connecting whether here youtube some of you work with me personally workshops whatever you know uh, i'm getting to know more of you more and more especially on youtube my youtube channel which um let's do it everybody sign up sign up (laughs) subscribe i'm like i woke up this morning i'm like you know what i just really want they have a, a lot of people connecting through Awakenings Podcast and YouTube. And, you know, I, I did this all more as like community service because I was very focused on, um, you know, personal clients and workshops, which I'm going to be doing more workshops and developing more of that definitely for sure to reach more people on a group level because I love, love, love the group experience because we all learn so much from each other and we harness this energy and I remember through some of the early channelings the guide saying teach people how to connect into their intuition to trust their intuition their inner knowing and meet in small groups and that's why I always shied away from huge like convention I did some but really wasn't my vibe And I saw the importance of these satellite groups. You know, I remember, I don't know if people are still doing it. If you are, hey, call, you know, call in, let us know. But a few years ago, I was getting, you know, emails and DMs of people that had started Awakenings groups where they were meeting and listening to the podcast talking about what was shared on the podcast, then they were doing their own meditations and things to connect. 
I'm telling you guys, this is what we need now. Uh, this is what we need. You, the last few YouTube videos that I've done have been talking about this preparation that the guides have been talking about and the oversouls. I, I do deeper dives into it on, on Patreon because I could be less censored as to what's going on. Or in my workshops, that's another thing. Workshops and seminars, I can, uh, because, you know, it's not going out to mass, you know, distribution. And just some people don't want to know really what's, you know, kind of heads up. But, but believe me, whatever's coming up in October, people are going to want to know. You're going to want to know and prepare. And which is one reason why all my workshops that I do and classes and courses no matter what it is, I tailor it also to practical use. How can you use this to move ahead in your life or move deeper up or attain what you what the goals that you want, the dreams, the desires from a soul level? That's really, really important to me because you can learn a lot of things, but if it doesn't have the practical application, you either won't stay with it or it's not furthering your soul's growth, soul expression, and experience. And, and that is the big game changer, that we're now to be connecting more as soul beings. So we are in the transmutation and transformation of what's going on, but we're also co-creating it, creating it, fostering it, reinforcing it. It's like we are in the lab. We're in the Petri dish. You know, we're the lab rat, but we're also the scientist. But to be the true scientist, we, have to, we, we need to learn to connect in through the subtle energy, the etheric plane, into the cosmos or into the infinite intelligence of the all that is or creative intelligence of the all that is. We're learning more and more how to do that. It's going to be a much different world. I would say 20, between 2023 and 2030, a huge change by 2050, a world that we barely recognized and so many of you are feeling ramped up energy like okay I, I feel like I need to do something I need to make changes and because we're bridgers if you're here at this time you are bridging from the old to the new so it can be a little scary because you're having to let go of a lot of the old concepts precepts ideas notions some of you may be like you got stuck or you got like thwarted in your manifestation or what you wanted and you can see oh my god it's not going to come out this way it's not going to manifest in this way it's like a huge pattern interrupt right so let's see who's in the chat hello everyone um oh sue your birthday month how can i do some celebrating oh wow 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 thank you sue there are awesome groups um what are you doing right now jay styling from Colorado wish it was decaf oh you're so tired <laughs> if I have regular coffee I have to do it so early because if I do especially around three or four I am amped um, I am getting the callers that number is three four seven five three nine five one two two let's put it in the chat aru three four seven five three nine five one two two um, we are having so much fun, by the way, on my dreamscape. We're starting course, class, vision, journey into the dreamscape, right? Sue's doing it. Um, I'm starting to get lucid dreaming and doing these dream labs. So my dreams have been even more prolific, and I'm getting 
information and dreams from people that are part of the dreamscape. <laughs> My dreamscapers. Um, okay, three four seven five three nine five one two two. Press one on the keypad. Uh, one of the things I'm going to say, and then we're going to get to. Okay, wait. Let me just tell everybody everything. Okay, because I was forgetting. So I'm trying to be better at. Um, please, please connect with me on YouTube. Like, subscribe, get the notification, share. Most importantly, say hi because I like. Some of you connected with me also through Mentor Cam or Instagram. So then I also get to see your faces because some of you, yes, I see in workshops or other things that I'm doing. But it's really cool right now. It's always been, but I'm just really enjoying seeing people and then hearing about what you're doing in your life and what you're transforming. Are you in a transmutation process? What are you manifesting? What do you need help or support on? What do you want more information on? What's working for you? I mean, it's just really exciting to see so many people kind of taking this amazing command over their life right now. You know, and I, I'm always saying we're like these curators in a in a um, what do you call art gallery. I think I wrote a post on it actually a few years ago because I was seeing this energy like we have to be the curators of our own life. We're like in this. Getting, some of us are already in the art gallery, and maybe there's some pictures or stuff we want to take down or move around. Some of us are are doing you know maybe one show, maybe you know the group show, one-person show, whatever, you have to look at your material. What are you bringing forward? And May, by the way, just to give you a little heads up, you know, I have on soulplayground.life is my blog. So that, that um, you know, May should be out or coming out. And then I talk about it in my YouTube video, the pick a card for May, that May is a lot about editing, rewriting, re-editing, looking at the story, what's the story been, what can you change? Because there's a very dynamic energy right now on the planet that is about uh, actually more positive change. Now, that's not to say there's not negative stuff happening or negative change, but if you connect into the energy, there is this zeitgeist. There's this overall push for what's much more life-enhancing, much more inclusive, much more innovative, inventive, what's much more taking self-responsibility. Like, okay, whether you like it or not or like the person or not, um, Elon Musk, I, have, I don't know much about him, but I, I feel he's a star seeking, doesn't know it. Um, him buying Twitter, that's the kind of thing, you know, let's see what he does with it. If he, you know, actually, but I, I looked at his chart and it's very interesting. I mean, he's got this very forward-thinking energy, all this cancerian, I believe it's a cancer. I think his Mars was an Aquarius. So he really is thinking of the group, even though he's got this, like, sauce-sensitive side. He probably wouldn't consider himself intuitive, but the sensory aspect of him. He's very open, very porous, receiving a lot of downloads and, and uh, input. So whatever, he's being used as utilized, let's say, is from spirit. But that's the kind of thing it, 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 in a way that opens it up for, you know, leveling the playing field, so to speak, that we're all kind of being asked to do. Like, what is your role? What is your part? What do you want to do in your corner of the universe? And how do you want to connect with others in their own corner and have some overlapping corners? 
it's it's the movement of self-responsibility generating oneself it's like i don't know planting geraniums and then you start seeing them come up they start seeding so we're really being asked the rest of this year to really start seeding for the again we're going to have some major changes i would say like 2020 um, but in a in slightly different way, although some stuff from 2020 is coming back around. But it's being you know, out of this chaos, there's new order being created. There, there's this confusion and chaos is, a, is creative energy. You have to remember chaotic energy, just like a hurricane or what are those things where the, when it goes through the city? I think, is it a hurricane? No, what is it called? You guys in the Midwest, what is it that you have? And it's like, like a tornado, tornado. The tornado pulls everything up, right? And then like it or not, everything lands at some point in some kind of design or structure. So that's kind of the universe right now. It's this tornado, the converging flow. Everything is coming up. It's up for grabs. And then it is energetically there is a new formation that's taking place. So we interpret it as bad or scary energy. Yeah, you could look at it that way, but it all, it's all energy. Chaos, chaotic, with everything happening at once, is converging flow. It, it's, a, it's a metaphor for what's going on universally, what's going on in the cosmos. And so times of upheaval are times of great cataclysmic change, but also invention and innovation. It's creative energy. Creative energy is not stagnant, right? If, if I'm going to make draw a painting, and I've seen some of my, you know, painter friends, it's messy. They're, they're, there's paint all over. They've got paint on their pants and their shirt and there's paint on the studio floor. You know, I've, I, I've not yet seen a professional painter or artist, I could be wrong, that their place is really neat. You know, there's paint on the, sometimes on the paintbrushes. There's paint on the, you know, if they're using watercolor, there's, paint on the side of the container that holds the water or, you know, um, not the easel, but where you put the dab, like for acrylic. And they mess it up. They mix the paints together. It looks messy until it gets on the canvas. And you're like, oh, I see why you blended that together. That makes that deep purpley blue gray of the, of the sunrise, you know, and then that, that blue and pink, um, or blue and red, you know, makes whatever, magenta and purple, you know, um, the blue and red makes purple or, you know, with, with the magenta with some red in it. So I kind of think of the artistic aspect of your being, which is to create in the palette of your life, the canvas. And you have to kind of look and go, okay, I'm curating now what works to keep, what works to let go of. Is this, is this, I would say everything, even leisure right now needs to be leading to something indirectly. It needs to be promoting not only your soul's growth, but your soul's path and purpose. And if you're looking to bridge from one way of living or career or job into something else, it needs to be leading there in a practical way. Now is not even if you're tiptoe through the tulips or just like we need to do that, wander in the meadow, walk aimlessly, you know, walking meditation, walk along the beach, take a hike or a walk or just 
We need unstructured time to meander, to allow the impressions and impulses from spirit, our higher mind, divine mind, higher self to come through from our soul. We need to rest the ego. We need to rest the lower mind. But many of you are going to find you're choosing things that are actually leading you somewhere, even though it may just seem like something just fun to do or interesting. The interests that you're taking now are going to be a part of or need to be a part of your art showing in the gallery of life. They need to fit in somehow. So you may bring something back from age four or five, 11, 12, 20, 21, 22, I don't know, birth, another lifetime. And something that was so important to you in the present, you may be letting go of and go, somehow that doesn't fit in or doesn't fit in right now or in this way. Or I just don't feel the juice and the connection there. I'm not feeling it. So we can't get caught up in, in linear time or what we've been building. Understand what you've been building. There's a foundation there, but there may be new pieces coming in that you weren't aware of. Um, Dirt Devil out here, Colorado versus Tornado. Oh, Dirt Devil, that's it. I like that name. Dirt Devil. The Dirt Devil. Um, Devil Lucifer is the one that holds the light within. Not just carries the light like the um, the uh, hermit, but Lucifer is the light within. And this is why the, the negative or lower level side of the devil is thinking that it comes from the ego. It's understanding that all creation, that's the, that's the lesson of Capricorn, all that material possessions, all that's materially manifested comes from spirit or comes from source and that we're channels for that source. I talk about that on my um, YouTube video, um, Don't Fear the Devil. <laughs> and I go into the um, esoteric, the true meaning, occult meaning, that you don't see a lot, unfortunately, in readings in YouTube. The devil is so misunderstood. It's, it's so relegated to such a lower level. Um, but it's a very, very powerful um, archetype for manifesting, you know, ruled by Capricorn, the Capricorn energy. But you can see the Capricorn that may be very pessimistic on the lower vibrational level and manifesting out of fear and, and greed, which to me fear and greed or greed comes from fear, and thinking that they're doing it all on their own and that it, you know, it's a scary world out there. Or then the higher vibrational frequency of Capricorn that sees the plenty and sees that there's this amazing connection to this funnel of all creation, infinite intelligence, and that everything is one and the same, the material and the spiritual. The spiritual is material in form. And so, you see, we're going to be challenged in this way. This is why I feel a lot of people have been getting the devil card in readings, because that is the challenge. Do we go into the addiction of overcreating, overdoing? You know, it's like keeping having children, you know, having more and more and more and more, you know, because you don't know what else to do or just, you know, we need more, you know, to help later on in life or whatever. There's this compulsion. It, 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 it says, okay, you are this source energy, divine energy. You don't need to compulsively or addictively do something. So a lot about our compulsions, whether you want to look at it as, you know, 
the addictions, impulse. What's my true impulse being spirit-led? Where am I being led? What's my true fuel, passion, inspiration? What uplifts me? What gets me going? Soul fuel, I call it. Spirit-led and soul-fueled. Or am I in this like hamster wheel? Poor little hamsters, always using that idiom or metaphor. But am I on this wheel going round and round and round? Am I, am I grabby for things? You know, am I, or am I allowing? And I don't mean just giving up and going, okay, save me. It's to the higher aspect of your being. So we got some interesting challenges here to also beginning to look at what's below the surface, what's really going on, and how do we stay in our lane on track when a lot of the world starts really breaking down. Further war, you know, there's climate change. There's just a lot. We're in the converging flow where everything is happening all at once. But you have to look at where you're placed. Wherever you're placed and what's in front of you, that's your divine birthright and that's your soul path. Wherever you feel that calling, that's your soul path. You know, some people may get a soul path to, you know, go help refugees. Somebody on their soul path is, I don't know, they bought a hotel and redecorated it and, and people come and stay as a retreat and they like to hang out in their hammock. On the human level, there may be value judgments on that, but on a spiritual soul level, it's all the same. It's soul expression and experience. So we're going to be tested with that. Is it okay to stay on my path and what I'm doing? You know, is that the right thing? Is that selfish? Should I be doing something else? How can I help? Or, or you know, or how can I help myself? Or do I need to help others? Where am I at on this globe, on this earth? Where am I at in the universe? Where Where is my path and purpose? And, and how can I understand that and enjoy that and, and, and be with that, you know? Sue, 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 got a question, and we're going to get to callers. 347-539-512. Sue, question. I have possibility of purchasing a piece of property for my siblings and I. Can you pick up anything about it? Is it something I should move forward on? Well, I have been getting from the guys that, it, that buy property, home, housing, these are kinds of things that are really good in investments because there's going to be not right away, but down the road. The only thing I would say is make sure you want to be with your siblings <laughs> that all, and you're not overly helping. Check in with your pattern. Are you already, is it going to be grace and ease? Or are you helping over, I would just say that. Are you, you know, is it going to be a lot of your energy to do something? Otherwise, no, I think that's good. I think that coming together or banding together is really good. You know, um, family, friends, you know, soul tribe, people that come in. There's going to be more of that, people getting homes or housing, um, you know, together and coming together. Let's see, Sue. It would be a place for vacation separately. Hmm. Yeah, it would be okay. I would just say check in with what you want to do, what's your big picture for you in your in your life path, and if that fits in to where you want to go with your soul uh, expression, experience, your soul purpose, then definitely that you know that would be 
um, in alignment. I'm beeping on something a little off, but maybe it's just the place, or I don't know. Maybe you haven't found the place yet. But definitely could work. I would say tangible things, even commodities right now, necessities, um, these kinds of investments, uh, you know, are are good right now. You don't want to overstretch or overdo. You know, I've had some clients that have multiple properties and they're renting them out or they're doing Airbnb or some are opening, speaking of hotels, hotels. And then I'm like, it's all good as long as you don't feel overstretched because that can be good investments. But if you feel a little bit stretchy, it should be very a lot of breathing room, whatever you're doing right now. Don't want to get tied into something that's going to be mental, emotional, or financially overstretching. You know, a little stretch, because that's growth, is fine. But if it's like, oh, God, this is a lot to juggle, or if this person, if this place isn't rented out, you know, I would definitely look at multiple streams of income. What can you do to invest in yourself that, like, if it's a property, can you rent it out? Can it be Airbnb? You know, can it be rental property? You really want to think to three to five streams of income or resources, whatever that means to you. It doesn't have to be that you're you're doing it, but, it, you know, something is generated. This, this is about opening up to more, we call it revenue, but I'm saying energetic streams. It may or may not be money. It could be help. It could be resources. It could be that you keep going, that there's a steady, that there's these different streams that are coming into you, through you, and out through you. So generating that. Uh, wonder if you see me staying in Colorado, a depressed area, but making a small living. Not sure if long term. I don't feel long term, but I feel like there. Yeah, I don't feel long term, and it's probably going to be also due to work. That And I also feel you need more support, Jay, if that makes sense. You know, maybe it's in person. Um, but I would say work on what you're doing first. Sounds like with career and stability and creativity, fine, that. And then the other is going to come because I definitely do see that there is a move. All right, 347-539-5122. That's the number. Press 1 on the keypad. By the way, stick around. We've got Dwayne Elgin coming the uh, second half of the program. So we're going to be talking about earth changes, diving in with him. All righty. Hello. Welcome. You're on air. Hi, Michelle. This is Katie. How are you? Katie, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, good. I wanted to get some guidance. So um, I am thinking about moving, right? And I was thinking about moving mm-hmm. to Charlotte. And I ran into my old neighbor when I used to live here years ago. And he said, well, hmm. why don't you just move out your neighborhood? <laughs> he was like, you yeah. moving out the state. So I started, and then my new na- my current neighbor just moved to the same neighborhood my old neighbor <laughs> lives in, which is Midtown, right? And um, I was like, oh, I didn't think about that. I was like, so I'm just wondering about 
Um, me moving, say, to another, I'm in Georgia, moving to another area in Georgia or versus me moving to Charlotte, North Carolina? Well, the I want thing friends. I'm going to say is, mm-hmm. well, that's what I'm going to say. Look at where the, the, the qualities of energy are in the people that you want to be around and circumstances, neighborhood, community, vibes. So that's what you right. need to look at, wherever that is. That um, you know, what's interesting, I do feel intuitively, psychically, I feel like you do mm-hmm. even move in another area where you're living now. Mm-hmm. There seems to still be a little bit of um, uncertainty of whether if you're in the right place or not. So right. I don't know I what that's that about. I, I, yeah, yeah, I that I could because because I'm wondering, because that's kind of what's on my mind. And is Georgia right for me or is Charlotte, North Carolina right for me? So I'm going to visit, because I've never been to Charlotte, but I have, um, like, close, like, I have friends and um, kind of, like, family to hang out with there. So that's when I move I see, to, yeah. Yeah, I have, like, people, yeah. baby, I'm a little closer with. The people I'm, I do know here, I don't really hang out with them. So since I've been here, I haven't met new people, like I've been working from home, I don't go outside much. But the other area I may move to, Midtown, is kind of like you, it's a bunch of restaurants, you can walk around. Um, it's more of a city vibe than kind of where I'm at now. Well, that may be the transition, but I feel I still feel like there's something about you wanting to be more closer to people that you um <sighs> that you feel know, closer or, with. Or that there's, yeah, feel closer with. So I would say right now the message is you, you, you're getting into the resonance, so you need to just go and visit and right, then come, right, and then come back. And you can mm-hmm. always drive to Midtown and walk around and get that vibe. I said that. I said what I could do is I said, you know what, yep. on the weekend you can go and hang out in Midtown. Yes. <laughs> Even if you exactly. don't move here. That's, exactly. <laughs> That's what I would do. Exactly, because I because I feel down the road it's going to be a, a a bigger move, but you're not there yet. You're not, you know, right. it's, it's not the timing isn't there, and that may be, you know, a lot of people right now are in a, a we're not only in a completion phase but a culmination, and culmination means there's there's many completions that we're taking bringing forward. It's like we're gathering mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. These, experiences and connections and so it it may just be that there are some further connections whether to people or some energy some experience in midtown that you need to do Mm -hmm. to then bring that prepares you for that move yeah what i want to do is while i'm here right my safe foot fade because i think my current lease is not up until um or, uh, September, October, but it may be a way well, for me I mean. to get you out need of to, That's what I'm saying. I would just mm-hmm. drive to Midtown. There's something you need to connect with there. So I wouldn't Yeah, what I said it. was I'm going to try to have fun while I'm here, like, say, since there I've been in the house. Yeah. I was like, let, I want to have fun. I can meet new people, maybe join some groups and stuff. So I'm just trying. I was like, you know, exactly. let me try to. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I so said I would do is, while I'm here. So what we want to be doing um, – we want to be doing what we would would normally be doing in the new in the new environment. We want to do it where we are. Yes. Like a friend yes. of mine That's told me the other day, she's 
Yeah, so start, get that energy. I mean, everywhere yeah. I live, I don't care if it's been in the United States or when I lived in Europe, when I traveled mm-hmm. in Asia, I did the same thing. There's the yes. same thing that, see, that's your soul, see. You'll, you'll do, and I've been doing that since a kid. So, yeah, so, that, so you're right. Just trust your intuition. You're so right. Just do, have some fun. Go to Midtown. Hang out. You know, that's what you're meant yeah. to do. See, you need to connect with that energy then to be able to draw it in or have it in another location, wherever that may be. Yeah, I said I'm going to start taking fun classes and doing a lot of stuff. But I said I want to create, my lifestyle can be the same no matter which state I live in, long as my state of mind, right, is in the right state, right? Absolutely. I hope people listen to that. That's, yes, exactly. <laughs> it's that thing, and wherever I, you go, where there you are. You know, I remember yes, so one, I one said, time when I lived in yes. I lived in Europe. I lived in well, I've lived a few times there, but one time mm-hmm. um, in Paris, and you know when I came back, I had a great time. And people were like, "Oh my God, they're not friendly." And if you don't, I said, "No, they were very." Friendly. I had people, I had people that I met someone and I didn't know them very well, and I needed a place to stay. And they said, "Oh, my friend has a place out in the country." And I went to their friend's house and they gave me the key. It's okay wow. to get there, wine, have a nice, oh, I had so many times that, oh, have a nice time or stay with this person. And they just left me there. I stayed there for two weeks. You know, so no, yeah. it's our state of mind. People, you got to remember. And I only had one person that was a friend and I that I met up with there. Mm-hmm. We just had one situation. The shopkeeper got, you know, this older lady with a broom. It was, like, so classic in the movies. We were bumbling Americans. <laughs> and I was trying to speak French. And she's, like, with the broom to telling us to leave. And so one rude experience out of a year there. That wasn't bad. Everybody else was, like, oh, oh. Yeah, they even like my skin color. Collant, collant. They come up, oh, beautiful. Collant, collant. I'm, like, what the heck? Oh, the skin, beautiful. Collant, collant, collant. I'm, like, okay. I'll take it. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah, you just rock it, Katie. Just rock it because you're, yeah, I, you're getting the right info. Yeah, I said that I want to create a certain lifestyle, and I can have that anywhere, no matter where I live at. And I said I need to get into a routine where I'm doing that. And you know what else? My neighbor, he said, he said you need to stop. It's a blog that shows all the negative crime that happens in in, in Georgia, in Atlanta. Oh. He said. You need to get off of that. Stop watching that. That's why you're in fear. Yeah. He said. Yeah. He, he, so, exactly. so I'm going to really try to change everything. <laughs> My good, good, good. Keep us posted. Let us know I will. your experiences I will. Thank and you. your adventures. Thank you so okay, much. Katie? All right. Yes, Take thank care. you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Hello. You're on hello, air. Hello, hello, Michelle. <laughs> Bye. Hi, yes, I'm doing so well, so perfect, yes, I wanted to reach out and just thank you so much for responding through MentorCam, yeah, I I, I really appreciate your words. It was great, too, and I don't know who called in, you got my message about that, right, I put that in there? I did, if if you're in the chat, let us know, I don't know. I don't know who it was. I don't know. It was one of the listeners that called in. It was. I went to go listen to the, I went to listen to the podcast. It was very sweet and filled my 
filled my spirits, uplifted my spirits. Yeah. Since then, I've been going outside and just doing my best to, you know, detach myself from a lot of these uh, ego-grabbing little snakes. (laughs) I don't know how to put them. Yeah, the snakes. Yeah. Well, it's funny, one of the YouTube readings that came through, people moving from snakes to dogs to loyalty, you know, no offense to little oh. snakies. They can mean transformation, transmutation, and healing, but they can also oh. mean snaky people, you know. So, yeah, there's right. a whole focus right now on that. That's part of that curating process I feel that we're all in is that, you know, people and things I, are coming yeah. up and, and deeper dives to healing, a lot of stuff from parental stuff, you know, whether it's oh. in family Government, that's parental stuff. That's all parental stuff. We've got a lot of, you know, because we all identified, of course, as children with the human mother-father more so than Mm -hmm. the divine mother-father or divine or, you know, feminine and masculine. You know, that's kind of, so now we're having to reconnect to that part and really take a hard Mm -hmm. look at, where people came from, you know. I think that's also why you're seeing mm. all this stuff coming up. Um, the shadow my material parents. relationship. Uh, your parents, are, absolutely, okay. but and in general, no. But it, but mm. what you're going with, with your parents, you could see it like with the Will Smith slap, Johnny Depp thing. There's other people. There's all this war. Mm. I mean, it's all the same thing. It's interpersonal these dynamics of power over and overpowering and feel underpowered that we, so we're having to connect to our true power, our true empowerment. Mm, um, and just okay. people in, that they're wounded. Yeah. Like see, like mm. um, a client asked me the other day, they had gone through something and they were really bothered. It was like a boss or supervisor. And, um, and I get this a lot, and, but I don't have the charge on it probably my training and all the therapy and inner work I've done. And they're like, well, how would you feel if they said that to you? And I'd say, well, I think this person's really wounded. What's your boss? I'd, mm. I'd, I'd look at them. It's like seeing them on the toilet, you know, going poo-poo. All, you know, okay, you're hot. <laughs> Honestly, that's what I do when I see that. I'm like, your inner child is like, well, I don't care how much billionaire or that you're the president or you're the CEO of this big company. If you're acting a certain way, I'm not, yeah, I might feel dinged. It might hurt my feelings a little bit, but right away I go, whew, wow, they're really wounded. They never handled that. That's their inner child is up, man. Mm. So we're going to be seeing a lot more of that within ourselves and within each other. And and part of the messaging of that is is just like, okay, Sunrise, look at the timing. You reached out to me on Metrocal. We have that. First of all, first yeah. of all, I didn't even know you had, and I got, and I was doing stuff and I thought, I, I, really, I wasn't Cam. going to reach out. I wasn't going to reach out through Mentor Cam either. But I was just having such a difficult day, and I was just like, "Well, maybe I can reach out to you." And then I was like, "Well, when does she do Mentor Cam?" So I was like, "What's well, today?" I was like, "Oh shoot, it's Monday." I'm like, "It's perfect. Uh, I can reach out now." Uh, well, here's yeah, the thing: I can do it anytime I that. want. You have to get back like two to three days later, right? Mm, but I, for some reason, I, I felt like I did that post, but you had oh. already you'd already did your thing like an hour yeah. before. So I you totally uh-huh. transmitted your like 
Michelle, oh, do the metro wow. cab. You totally transmitted <laughs> that. Yeah. Wow. So that's like well, a synchronicity, think, yeah. yeah, confirmation. And then look at your true okay. power or empowerment. We connected. Mm-hmm. And then I'm t- I tell you, oh, my God, last Wednesday somebody called in for a question and mentioned your name and said they always like when you call in. They love your energy. So it's oh. so, you know what I mean? I see what yeah. you're saying, the connections, how, like, the energy, the dharma, the dharma. Exactly. Is. And that, that, that's, your tr- that's your power, no matter what game somebody is running mm. on you or trying to play with their woundedness, not handled or healed or not even aware of it. It might feel oh like power God. over you. But, you, but okay. your true power, you touch somebody, and it comes in, the situations come mm. in to reflect you see what I'm saying? Yeah. What you're healing, yeah, but what yeah. you really are, your empowerment, your light that somebody else mm. already saw and acknowledged. Oh. And it came in right at yeah. the same time. Yeah, that, that's like Yeah. And ultimately from we spirit. can't all Yeah, and we can't all be each other's like cup of tea. Like you can't be everyone's no. cup of tea. No. I'm, I'm not, not everyone's cup me. of tea. <laughs> and that but the yeah. I feel like when we can like have that sovereignty back over knowing that we are everyone's cup of tea, then that can allow us to be more of being ourselves and being in our light versus bending to be a coffee <laughs> caffeinated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> caffeinated. And when you're like, no, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Sunray, Lynn is saying in the chat it was Mitzi. I think it was from Canada. Yeah. Mitzi, Mitzi from Canada. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, Missy, if you're listening, thank you so much. I love you. Send me so much of my life. (laughs) Thank you so much, Michelle. Yeah, it was great to connect with you. Do you have a question before we go to the next person? Oh, my gosh. I I mean, I I just got word back from my parents who's distancing myself from the event tomorrow, so I won't be attending, which is I still Mm. haven't responded, and I – I guess I I don't do, do my do do guides or a simple like message do you have real quick or about that? I'm just I afraid just of losing my mother. I did before is what? I I'm afraid of losing my mother through this relationship that's happening that she's going through. Well, I'm afraid of losing lose, her. The relationship will change. It's changing, but it's also freeing you up. And she may have to lose mm. her way a little. I would say do what you do what you would feel is most life enhancing now and for two to three years from now. So do what mm-hmm. you you know you're you're in this healing phase or this vulnerable kind of energy. You want to connect with that and, and be in a process of sacred connection with that part of you. And then do what is right that's not over-emotional. And then, you, you know, whatever it is, you're going to have to, you know, deal with the emotional aspect, you know, with, your, with yourself. It, it's not going to be a long – it's going to be a, a process. You know what I'm saying? Some way. It's not, not going to be um, over because she, you know, it's going to be kind of a wake-up call, further awakening to where she's really at on a mental, emotional level, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I understand. Yes. Yes. 
Sometimes we have to think, you know, a metaphysical teacher told me years ago, some people love with a misshapen heart. You know, their heart is on the side. You know, if you draw a heart, like sometimes people, you know, you can draw like a a perfect, you know, what we would say is a perfect heart, nice and full. Yeah, I can't do that. Some people get a little more smushed in. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So you're going to have to start separating out, like, does she love you? Yes, but she has all these other things that are going on that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And so the mm-hmm. way she loves may not be the way that you would love or that you would want love mm-hmm. or that is life enhancing or healthy oh, love. Oh, but it's, it's love in a misshapen okay. heart. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. That's bringing me to tears. Thank you so much, Michelle, yeah. for that. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Hi, welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hi, thank you so much for taking my call. Beautiful show Hi, so far. Good. Thank you. I appreciate thank it. Thank you. You're welcome. What's yeah, your first name? My name is Catherine. Okay, Catherine. What's your question? Did you have a question? Yes, I do, please. I've been um, hearing some noises around my house and I don't know. Can you look into that, please? Is someone trying to tell me something? Um, it's primarily in two places in my home. One is actually in the bathroom, and one is in my sunroom. And mm-hmm. they're just so like one is by where cabinets. I'm seeing high up cabinets. What's going on? Yes, with that? yes. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. Yes, exactly. Um. Hmm. Are are you going going through a lot of change? I first saw grandmother, yes. female energy, oh. grandmother. Oh wow! And I, I feel like this is also just also about you being present to the spiritual aspect of you more, and to go within. And also, what I'm hearing is to ask help, ask for guidance, ask for more help. Because there's been this long-standing kind of inner change, and I feel like the spirit realm is 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 there knocking. Literally, that's why I saw with the cabinet. So it's like knocking on the door, and the sunroom oh. is the perfect place for you to just meditate, contemplate, journal, just feel the presence, whatever it is of God. Yeah, there's a very mystical experience I feel that's in with you. Whether you want to call it spirit, all that is God universe, I feel like you are going to feel this presence and feel uplifted. We could also call it grace, uh, bhakti in Hindi love. Um, so I feel like it's your higher self also kind of converging and wanting you to have this, ex- the little you, the ego you, the personality, you know, the, I call it the avatar you, human you, to have this experience, to have a sense of relief an acknowledgement that you're on the right track or right path because you have been going through so much. Wow, that is amazing. Oh, that yeah, mm. that that truly resonates. Wow. Oh wow. Yeah. 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 And put Thank some energy, you. some attention into the the sunroom. You know, your own energy and intention being in the sunroom, literally. But also make it a place that, you know, that you feel comfortable, that you feel um, like you want to spend more time there. I think that's the, that's the, the knocking on the door. That's the, that's the message there. Uh, 
Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's, You're very, that's very a welcome. Lot to think about. Just, wow. Yeah, <laughs> good. Well, hopefully it got you in the kind of the <laughs> spiritual kind of floaty. And there's something with the maternal, the, the grandmother. There's a maternal energy on the other side. Wow. All oh, right, Catherine, you, know you take it. That's so right yeah, on. I have a picture of her in the center. Yes. Ah, wow. see? There <laughs> it is. Yeah, there it is. She's reaching out to you. Perfect. She knew you'd call. I'll find it. I don't know how you found the podcast, but. Um, yes, I'm talking. She, wow. Yeah, she knew that you would um, reach out. Oh, I love it. All right, Catherine, yeah. take good care. Thank Bye. you. Thank you. Many blessings. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Hi, welcome. You're on air. Hi, Michelle. This is Tammy. Hey, Tammy. Um, I I have a question. I'm I am planning a trip to India for four weeks, and I'm wondering to save money if I should move back to my old house um, and just try to save money that way. If that's a good idea for me, it would be my ex husband like years, but we'd be. Um, you know, we're still friends, and we're just, we would just be roommates. But I'm just wondering if that would be a good idea. Uh, the first thing I heard was, you know, the answer already. So, mm-hmm. yeah, what okay. is that? I, I feel like there's a little pull, something there. There, there could be a little. I feel there's something to. Something not quite done there, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, I don't think I know I'd you be said your friend. There, you know. Okay, that's yeah. So that yeah, it, 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 well, I don't know if you're still. I mean, you're sort of friends, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel like it's a little sticky. There's something not quite. There's something that needs to be further completed there. But it may happen by not necessarily going back there. And I think that you're picking that up on a subconscious level. So even though it looks like it's about saving money, there's still some enmeshment. There's still some connection, wishful thing. And again, I'm talking more subconscious. And again, like I've been saying in my readings and also in this podcast that we're in this time of culmination and completion. So it may be you the trip is what completes it, something you realize or recognize, or it could even be before the trip, but there is something that's going to cause that to be really completed deep within you on a deep level. The, mm. the piece that's not completely healed, rebalanced, and like I said, completed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Keep us posted. India is amazing. What a great adventure and journey for you, really. Yeah, it's for enlightenment, four weeks. At oh, wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, I spent time in India. I stayed in an ashram for a few weeks and with one of my teachers. Um, so, yeah. Oh, Keep wonderful. us posted to how everything unfolds for you, okay? Oh, I will. Thank you so right, much. <laughs> Thank you. 
what great callers today. Thank you all for being here um, in the chat and calling in, those of you listening by phone. It is a second half of our program, and um, we have with us Dwayne Elgin. Um, I'm really, really happy that he could come back on the program. Uh, let me just tell you a little bit about Dwayne Elgin. He's an internationally recognized speaker, author, and social visionary who looks beneath the surface turbulence of our times to explore the deeper trends that are transforming our world. In 2006, Dwayne received the International Peace Award in Japan in recognition of his contribution to a global vision, consciousness, and lifestyle that fosters a more sustainable and spiritual culture. He's also the co-director of the Choosing Earth Projects. Um, I also want to let everybody know, because I know sometimes um, when you're listening to the guests, you like to kind of get a peek um, at info, and there is stuff, there's links in the description box, but personal website, DwayneElgin.com, uh, project website, ChoosingEarth.org, ChoosingEarth.org book also, and uh, Facing Adversity, ChoosingEarth.org video, and then also a free book, Awakening Earth, and also a free book, Choosing Earth. I'll talk about, we'll be talking about the, um, his upcoming books and projects also. Hi, Dwayne. Welcome. Hi, Michelle. Good to be here. Oh, my God. So good to have you back. I'm so glad you had it in your schedule because I know you're super busy. Um, I still always have to remind you, I don't know how many years ago, but I have your tome, the tome, uh, Awakening Earth. Uh Um, Oh, my gosh. Of course, so much that you wrote in there, uh, which I still don't know how you did it, it is, you know, predictive. It, it shows the trends of what is happening uh, now. Um, I did take a bit of your Choosing Earth, and um, I'm fascinated by that, too. So I'm really, really happy that you're here, that you can share uh, some of what you're seeing Um Globally uh, on the earth, what is do you, you know? What are the changes that you're seeing? Um, what do you see is most critical right now? I kind of want to dive into that. What do you feel is most critical that you're seeing through the trends? Well, <clears throat> powerful question. There are a few things I think to emphasize, um, and they connect with the I think the worldview that you uh, present so well on your program. And um, one critical area is how we're looking at reality. What is the nature of reality? Mm. And in the West, we tend to look at uh, the world out in front of us and we say, well, it's just pretty much a dead matter and empty space. And if it's dead, well, let's exploit the deadness for Mm -hmm. we that are alive. And uh, so the view that we hold of the nature of reality immediately thrusts us into uh, an exploitive mindset. And that has then produced the uh, challenges, the critical uh, challenges that we're facing on the earth. So that's something we could come back um, and explore. So one theme would be aliveness uh, versus deadness Mm. uh, as a foundation Mm. for our lives and our behavior in the world. And let me put out one more theme, and that is communication. Um, We are um, entertainment-rich and knowledge-poor. We just don't know what's happening in the world generally. 
And mm-hmm. if we don't know what's happening, we'll just keep doing more of what we've already done, and that's going to take us into a, a very, um, very difficult future. So um, if we could transform our sense of where we are, we're living in a living universe, and and uh, our ability to communicate with one another about life and where we want to be going, we could have an entirely different future. And so that doesn't, there's no technology that's needed to create that. We already have everything that we need. And what's required is more of an inner transformation in how we see ourselves and an outer transformation in how we communicate with others about that. Mm, okay. Um, <laughs> in saying living universe, I just want to let everybody know you also have a book, The Living Universe, which is amazing. I have that as well. Um, so when I hear you saying, you know, what is most critical, it, it, what I'm hearing is awareness and consciousness, having more awareness and, you know, raising consciousness, kind of the age-old, you know, two-for-one kind of thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're right? Because even with the communication, I, I was surprised with, and let's just say the last two years with everything going on, how many people I talked to that I would say, well, you, there's a lot, you can go to the website or there's a lot of, you know, research or you could do your research or you could, you know, find out what's best for you. And, oh, no, 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 I went, there's just so much to read. There's just, oh, no, there's just so much. So, Dwayne, I agree with you about communication. And we have these great tools of communication and, you know, I don't know, Google Browser, Brave, DuckDuckGo. We have all kinds of outlets that, you know, but you do have to synthesize information because you're not going to get, in my opinion, the all-encompassing or very truthful or correct if you just are going to one source. You have to kind of blend and, you know, make your own, come to your own conclusions um, in some, you know, a lot of cases. So we do have this everything in kind of sound bites, and the sound bites have gotten shorter. Um, believe it or not, which is very interesting. And then you're talking about knowledge, which is also brings up to me about how do we process information? People, you know, talking about critical thinking, you know, and, you know, being able to even having Socratic method, you know, just being able to hear another point of view and go back and forth. Do you see anything in your trends or do you have any idea that how – I mean, are we going to go further into the direction of no entertainment and no knowledge, or do you see a course correction mm-hmm. of this gnosis just to know coming you yeah. know, back into, you know, more mainstream, yeah. you know, awareness and usage? Yeah. Well, um, I wish I could be more optimistic, but I, what I see is a tremendous amount of momentum uh, into more of the same. And uh, we're talking about the um, shifting the direction, not only of a handful of people, let's say, but of now we have nearly 8 billion people on the planet. And all of us have to collaborate, cooperate with one another as 8 billion people and come to a new understanding, awareness, uh, of where we are in a living universe and where we want to be going from here in a direction that's more sustainable and uh, equitable. So um, Mm. I wish I could say, golly, I I see it beginning to shift and turn, but in fact I don't. Mm -hmm. And um, I think there are very 
reasonable uh, reasons for that uh, path that we're on right now. Um, but we're going to run into an evolutionary wall here soon, which is, means we're going to run into ourselves as, as a human mm-hmm. family and the limits of our uh, historic behaviors. And when we run into ourselves, we'll then have to stop, we'll have to pause, we'll have to get beyond the soundbite culture and say, okay, now really, really, let's pause here and feel into the reality of where we are and how we might uh, grow up and live more sustainably and happily uh, on, on this earth. Uh, and we can see right now that it's deteriorating, whether it's the, uh, the war in the Ukraine and the possibility, the reality, I think, of greater conflict and the deterioration the of the biosphere. Yeah. So we're, we're yeah. in trouble, uh, truth be told. And uh, part of the trouble is that we're not paying attention uh, as deeply as, as we really need to if we're going to transform uh, our path. Yeah, in Choosing Earth, you talk about um, what I thought, this extinction to transformation. Um, and I, I found it fascinating because you also called the 2050s the great transition. And that's from my yeah. guys that said in the 90s that we, wouldn't, we would barely recognize Earth. <laughs> Earth um, yeah. It, yeah, so I, that, that, that chapter kind of really piqued my interest. Um, because we think of ourselves in a transition now, but it, to me that sounds like there is something that's going to, whether gradually or exponentially, get more, I guess for lack of a better word, intense or pivotal perhaps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So what do you see the extinction? Is that is that perhaps really, the like you say, confronting our humanity and what we've been doing, like being on that brink yes. of extinction to, is, okay, all right. Yeah, there, you know, we're, we're just not stepping up to the reality of what's happening in the world. And, um, f- for example, th- just to step back for a moment, um, we, a lot of people are saying, well, look, the problem is climate change. And if the problem is climate change, that means there's too much CO2 in the air. And if there's too much CO2, well, then how do we reduce CO2? Well, we uh, drive an electric car or we change... Um, you know, how we produce electricity and so on uh, from coal-fired uh, energy plants and so on. So, and then people will say, well, okay, great. I'll get an electric car. I'll um, vote in, on behalf of more ecological uh, ways of producing energy and so on. Now, the problem with that approach, and that's the overwhelmingly dominant approach today to say it's right. climate change, is that it misses an enormous array of other challenges that come together and they mutually create the challenge that we're facing. So let me just list a few of those. Uh, We're in the midst of the sixth greatest extinction of plant and animal species that the earth has ever known in its entire history. We are killing off upwards of a million different species of animals and plants by the end of the century. And so when you say by the 2090s, we won't recognize the earth. Uh, That's right. It will be an impoverished earth, uh, depleted of uh, much of the richness of aliveness of plants and animals that we have grown up with. So that would be an, an example of that. 
we are also um, overpopulating the earth right now. Uh, there are roughly 8 billion people, as I mentioned. And um, when I was born, there were roughly 2 billion people on the planet, which means that in a single human lifetime already, uh, there's an additional 6 billion people to take care of. And yet we're already over-consuming the earth. Uh, it would take more than one and a half Earths um, into the far future to keep consuming at the level we are now. So uh, we can't, so we have too many people to sustain. Uh, we, we're killing off plants and animals. Uh, we're recalibrating the climate of the planet, and it's going to be recalibrated in a way that is going to be too hot for us to handle in the ways that we have in the past. And I could go into that in some detail. But the point is, you begin to get the sense wait a minute, it's more than climate. Uh, it's it's uh, species extinction. It's resource depletion. Mm-hmm. It is overpopulation. So we have a whole systems crisis. It isn't just one thing. It is a whole constellation of forces and factors that are coming together to create this um, really an impossible situation that we have to step up in new ways with a new level of maturity if we're going to respond effectively. Mm-hmm. And I remember in Awakening Earth, your book, you talked about adolescence, that we were in this adolescence. Yes. So it sounds like we'll yes. just, we better get into adulthood soon, you know, we're still <laughs> playing out adolescent things. Yes. Now, when you're we're sharing this, I'm thinking, okay, this is this converging flow where there's so much that is happening um, in, in so many sectors that are depleting resources, whether mental, emotional, energetic, or, you know, uh, environmental, um, you know, food, you know. So th- th- there's, a, there's a lot that's happening, you know, that it looks like it's going to continue to happen by what you're saying. And, again, I go back to yeah. consciousness, and I think you even, you even talk about that, choosing consciousness. What oh, can yeah. we start – what can we start doing um, – Individual, because I I agree. I feel like there is a group that isn't going to do anything. It's deaf ears. There there's right. there's a group that is just they. You talk about aliveness. They just they do not see the earth as alive. I, I'm not sure what they think it is, but you can definitely tell they don't feel that it is a living biosphere. It's like they're on it, like it's just something inert, you know. Right. That's right. Well. Um... Kelly, uh, <laughs> there are a number of aspects of this that um, that we can speak to. Uh, number one, let's go back to your uh, description of humanity as being in its adolescence. And mm-hmm. um, just so viewers can understand where I come from around that, I've gone around the world for the last 30 years giving talks, and I would often begin a talk by uh, saying, look, uh, before I say a word, I want to ask you a question. And that was a surprise to a lot of folks. And I would say, when you look at the human family, what life stage are we in as you look at our behavior? Are we behaving like toddlers, uh, adolescents, adults, or elders? Toddlers, teenagers, adults, or elders? And I would ask them to to, uh, vote on this. 
And it didn't matter where I was around the world, how old the people were, what uh, profession I was speaking to, uh, overwhelmingly, again and again and again, people would say, well, uh, two-thirds or three-quarters would raise their hands and they would say, we're in our adolescent stage as a human family. We're behaving like teenagers. And um, well, I, so I would ask, what do you mean we're behaving like adolescents? And say, well, we're rebellious uh, like teenagers. We, we're rebelling against nature. We're reckless. We're, um, we're concerned more with our outer appearances than the inner reality of who we are. We're seeking our own kind of instant gratification and so on. Typical uh, behaviors of an adolescent. And <clears throat> the idea is that, well, if we would simply grow up a little bit, move from adolescence and into early adulthood, that would be transformative. And uh, just like every person that I've spoken with, I said, well, how hard was it for you to grow up into your real adulthood? And again and again, people would say it was really hard. I went through great trauma um, in all kinds of different ways to, uh, to make that transition. So for the human family, to make that transition is going to be a traumatic experience. And the trauma is our teacher. Uh, the suffering is a, a catalyst for our collective awakening. So the trauma mm. is purposeful. Uh, it, it's something that we need to bring to ourselves so that we can wake up and together move into a new configuration of how we live on this life and how we see what is most important in how we live uh, in this life. And um, so there's a transition from adolescence to, to adulthood. We can do this. We've certainly done it as individuals. We can do it as a human family. And that would be a powerful um, process of transformation for, uh, for the species and take us into a much more promising future, I, I feel. Um, so there are other factors that you're mentioning, uh, Michelle, uh, I want to be responsive to those. What, in addition to, to that, was there other, like aliveness as a factor? Um, you mentioned... Yeah, um, aliveness. You, you said know, living, I, like the, the, we have to consider the earth as, as, you know, the aliveness of the earth and that it's, it's a living energy or entity. Yeah. Let's look at this. This is so fascinating, I think. Um, I had the good fortune to co-author a book with one of the world's foremost scholars of the world's wisdom traditions, if you will, Joseph Campbell. And uh, yeah. Campbell was one, at one point, he was asked uh, by an interviewer, the interviewer asked him, he said, well, look, uh, uh, Joe, um, aren't people really uh, looking for meaning in life? Isn't that what really matters is meaning in life? And to my surprise, he said, no. He said, no. I, he said, what I think is that what people are searching is for the direct experience of being alive. People want to know. They want to feel in their bones, in their body. I am alive. And so extreme sports, music, dancing, all of these things that aren't about thinking, thinking, thinking. They're about feeling, experiencing, sensing, presencing ourselves. What Campbell was saying is people want the direct experience of knowing they were here, they're alive, and, and, and feel that as an embodied soul. 
so it, then it isn't about thinking different thoughts immediately. It's about feeling different, feeling more completely uh, in the moment. So um, if we, in our maturity and our sense of our own aliveness can meet the aliveness of a living universe, when life meets life, the lights go on. That's when we have an awakening experience. When our aliveness meets the aliveness of the living universe, the, the lights go on and we say, oh, we're a part of this larger living whole. And so uh, our sense of identity is instantly transformed from just a biological being into both a biological and a cosmic being. We're biocosmic in nature. And then we say, well, golly, if that's who we are, what kind of journey are we on here? Is it just about consuming more stuff? Uh, Is that what we're doing here, just trying to have some degree of material happiness before we die and we don't know why we were here in the first place? And Campbell would say, no, what we are doing here is learning to live in a living universe. What an extraordinary journey. That goes on forever. There's no end to that. And uh, in many ways, your program touches on that deeper sensibility of our connection with the aliveness of a living universe. And just to finish that thought, uh, 95% of the known universe is invisible. It's invisible. And we, our body, the planets and such around us and so on, that's a part of the 5%. 95% is invisible. And this is science. Now, uh, to what extent are we not paying attention to the invisible dimensions of life and instead prioritizing the material, physical dimensions that we can touch with our hands and such? Uh, And it seems to me we do not yet have a uh, a full sense of where we are. Uh, we have a very shallow and narrow sense of where we are on this earth, and there's so much more, and that is a process of discovery that we're about right now. Boy, Dwayne, there's a lot in there, what you said. Um, first of <laughs> all, it reminded, right, it, well, reminded me of the overconsumption and getting the hit because you get you get that aliveness, whether it's the like or buying the what are those Manola Blanco shoes? Everybody, all the lot of women, <laughs> whatever, you know what I mean? They get a hit. They get a hit. They get something. Yeah, that's right. And what is that hit? Is aliveness. That's, you know, we could even talk about addiction. Um, and then when you're saying, I went, oh, my God, that like you're right, this podcast, workshops, I do everything. I, I didn't realize it until just now when you said connecting spiritually um, and you talk about this in choosing oath about meditation and how people are doing that more, but but living with that interconnectedness and and watching and you know the synchronicities that happening, the confirmations that you get from other people or nature, all of that, you do start feeling more alive. You do. Yes. You feel like you're part of of life. You're not. It's not just something happening to you. You have to get up and drag yourself to work. It's like oh no, and that aliveness by what you're saying to me is actually what gives the meaning, that's not right. the other way around, which, oh, that's my God, right. that's so profound. Because you can't have, have right. true meaning unless you have that interconnected, that aliveness where everything is speaking that's right. to you. You got it. Wow. You got it. 
You got it. Okay, well, wow. then let's get out there in nature and just feel the presence of aliveness. Let's let's make music. And you don't think about making You just make music. Uh, yeah. Let's work on poetry. Uh, there's something. Love. Uh, let's work on our relationships and partnerships, not as a thought, but as a direct experience and feeling of connection and communion. So that principle just goes everywhere uh, to just, okay, let's, let's grow up. Let's go grow up and grow into our capacities, our skills for opening into and receiving and letting it wash through us, the aliveness of it all. And uh, that's mm-hmm. what I think the universe really wants from us. First of all, uh, not to build a better car necessarily or, uh, material accomplishments of one kind or another. It wants us to be alive in the beauty, the magnificence, the depth of a living universe. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, too, what you're saying is also so supported by um, astrology. Even if you go back thousands of years and look at um, the aspects as to where we're at, it is this going back to the arts or connecting or self-expression, you know, as opposed to just making more stuff to make stuff or having more stuff to to have more stuff. Um, But it does show that there's always some kind of collective, because you even said it, the the human collective. We've, We've been doing these changes individually, and I would definitely agree, and there's Again, a lot of writing on that, whether psychologically, from a humanistic point of view, astrological, whatever, occult, you know, we can say, okay, we've been doing our inner work, we're individual, individual. But I agree, it's now getting to the point that it has, there has to be a shift, critical mass, whatever you want to call it, tipping point, that it's more collective and within the groups, which has also shown that something happened starting, you know, maybe October, November of this year, definitely into 2023 where something is going to be happening or a lot of something that, you know, is unsettling to get more of this, um, as, you know, you said it from the critical, the trauma, mm-hmm. you know, to get people to embody so that human humanity, that collective shift has to happen. Um, do you think it's going to happen maybe in waves or bits? Well, like sure. I mean, just, yeah. I mean, like if you look at us uh, individually and our path into maturity, uh, did it happen in one fell swoop? Uh, one day we're adolescents, the next day adults. No, we <laughs> we have all kinds yeah. of trials and tribulations and troubles and encounters and conflicts and and each one of those uh, is a, a the trauma is a teacher. Uh, the the suffering is the catalyst for our awakening. And so we'll, we'll go up against uh, the limits to our, uh, let's say, adolescent behaviors as a species again and again and again. And then we'll say, well, golly, we better, uh, we better shift away from that path. And it's a, it's a dynamic process. And I think we're, it's, we're in the process right now. Um, but with, as I said, 8 billion people heading towards 10 billion 
uh, we have some extraordinary transformations to uh, to to make if we're actually going to move into our adulthood with with, with uh, speed, and and that oh, man Michelle, I just don't know. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I'm I deeply, you. you know, I'm really concerned about uh, where this is going, and I, I do write about extinction, but it isn't so much, well, we're just gone, we're out of here. It's rather functional extinction. We're no longer, we're a powerhouse force on the planet right now, but if we keep going like we are now and damage the environment, you know, eliminate a million species and on and on. Well, our capacities uh, are going to be comparably diminished as a species, as a human family. And functionally, we will not be able to function at the level uh, that we are right now. And, and so um, this is a really important time of transition to, to keep our health, to keep our wholeness, to keep our, uh, our blessed aliveness alive. <laughs> And not just surrender it to uh, a consumerist mindset uh, and then find in another generation that we've brought ruin uh, to the earth. So uh, one thing I would want to uh, mention, though, when we you spoke about collective, we're doing this collectively. And, and so many people say, well, look, I don't want to be just submerged in a collective and lose my sense of identity and so on. And I say, right on. I don't either. And, uh, but what I do want to do is contribute uh, to the well-being of the whole of life. And to do that, uh, we each have our true gifts and near gifts. And uh, what we need to bring is our true gifts to what the world needs right now. And each person, their true gifts vary tremendously. And so it isn't that we each have to bring the same gift. It's that we bring our unique gifts uh, to the world. So many people have uh, what have been called near gifts as well as their true gifts. The near gifts are things we're probably pretty good at. We might be selling real estate, selling a car, whatever, um, but it's maintaining the world as it is right now, the near gifts. We're often living out of the near gifts. And what the world is calling us into is our true gifts. Uh, what is it you're really good at? Is it... Um, is it uh, communicating with other people and finding a, a way of reconciliation? Is it imagining, um, let's say, a film, a poem, a song uh, that will awaken and inspire others to, to do the same? Um, and so our movement towards a healing whole earth asks us to bring forth our true gifts, uh, that the best that we have inside in that way. So um, this is good news. Yeah, well, it brings it back to the individual because obviously the collective is, you know, a bunch of individuals. That's right. <laughs> it's a, you know, That's it, right. That. That's right. So let's say connecting more to our true gifts, the more that people can, can do that, which, again, that's also going to be a bit of a, change maker pattern interrupt because we've been conditioned to think just like you said, the mere gifts or um, just to kind of, you know, make, make a living, you know, there's that scary part of, you know, transitioning into that. But let me ask you how, I know it helps, but how is that going to be helping the more that we can kind of get out of that old reality? And get and, and focus more on the true gifts and come together with others 
you know, we're, we're getting out yes. of that consumerism or compulsion to do things. Right, the compulsion. Yeah. Nothing yeah, wrong does with that set up a messaging? No, no, that's part of it, yeah. I, yeah, I, I yeah. Like my nice um, too. We're, but it's the we're over, kind of overdoing it, though. <laughs> we're yeah. over-consuming the earth. There's, uh, so uh, too much of a good thing. Um so I'm sorry, what was your question with regard to that? Well, Dwayne, I'm just wondering how does that just send out a different messaging? Are we then creating a different reality? Is there more self response? What what is the the mechanism yes. that just starts to yes. set in place? What are we all doing? I know we're it's I know it's good and it works and we're meant to do it. I'm just wondering how is how is in your estimation that helping and where does that begin to lead us, I guess, potentially? Uh-huh. Okay, let's see. How to approach this? Uh, let's look at, um, well, I don't know, the transition into our, um, our, our maturity. How does that help us? Um, think about uh, if, if you encounter someone that you consider an adult, well, what makes them an adult, so to speak? It isn't just a grim face and, and seriousness. There are all kinds of qualities of adulthood that are just wonderful. Um, but among other things, an adult will often give priority to others before themselves. That's, you know, that's the parent mm-hmm. that says, okay, boy, I'd sure like to go golfing myself, but uh, my kids really need my support. I'm going to stay home. I'm going to spend quality time with my family, and that will be my contribution for the day. Uh, an adult often is much better at keeping long-term commitments um, and and not just going after instant gratification, if you will. Um, So there's a a capacity there to keep uh, long-term commitments. Uh, Adults often have a greater sense of humility. They're not so pretentious and self-important, but rather, golly, we're all just regular humans here on this planet. We're all just regular folks. It doesn't matter if you're a billionaire. Underneath that billion dollars, you're just a regular citizen of a living universe. Um, An adult tends to be more uh, accepting of other people and and situations. You know, in uh, Latin, there's this phrase uh, that I love. It's called, the phrase is amor fati, amor fati. Amor means love, obviously. And fati means fate. So amor fati means to love your fate. And that includes Mm. the suffering and losses of our times. And recognizing the suffering that we are experiencing is a catalyst for our maturing. So um, if if you embrace the suffering, if you amor fati, you embrace what happens. And you say, well, even if this is a painful thing, uh, and I don't like what's going on, and I don't necessarily agree with what's going on, but you accept it and say, okay, this is reality. Let me just not live in fantasy, but live in the reality that um, there's a lot happening I don't particularly like, but I will accept that. And in the acceptance, there's a, the ability to then work with it, relate to it, transform it, move it. So, um, Cultivating a a disposition of a more fatigue, loving our feet, is another factor that's uh, really contributing to a a transforming future. 
I like that. You know, there's a whole group or movement of that. I read a little bit about it, but you explained it so well. This whole amor fati of just what you're saying. There's a, there's a kind of a there's a, a, a group. I guess there's a little bit of a movement of uh, of that, a subculture of kind of embracing, writing about it, and, and, and this whole movement of embracing. So, Dwayne, let me ask you too. So that okay, so that adulthood, that kind of, you know, I, I mean, it's to me wisdom, sage. You know, it's just it's kind of really up leveling as well, consciousness and awareness. When we're choosing our true gifts, are we in essence? maybe perhaps changing the reality or the narrative or let's say the more of us that are doing that or living this way, does that begin to more affect? Okay. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. And we can just, you know, we open it up to listeners. You you can just one after the person, they say, Oh, you know, I heard someone playing this music and I said, I want to do that. Or I'm painting that picture or doing that poetry or doing these working with, with animals that need care and so on. Uh, it's giving yourself to what you love. And when you see people giving themselves love, that's transformative. Mm. Wow. Beautiful. Um, Dwayne, I can't believe this went so fast. We're out of time now, and um, I want to just extend the invite whenever you have a you know extra time to come back on. You have shared so Great. much. Um, I've Great. loved everything Happy that to. you've shared. Yeah. Okay. Now, tell me just a little bit. Um, in, if you're listening by phone, you'll be able to hear this. Otherwise, you'll have to hear this in the um, uh, archives if you're in the chat. So you've got the free book, Choosing Earth, also Awakening Earth, and then the film, Facing Adversity. Is that something new? Yes. Okay. Yes. The, the, um, the film is new. It was produced by my wife. And it's an hour-long documentary. It's a wonderful film. If you will go, if the listeners will go to the website, choosingearth.org, you can get a free book. Uh, the copy of uh, PDF of, of Choosing Earth, and you can get a free view of the film. Just go to the website, choosingearth.org. Wow. Okay, choosingearth.org. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's, all free. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Now, is that the Awakening Earth that I read? Uh, Well, that's another book that's free. But if (laughs) the most recent book, Choosing Earth, is free on the website, the film is free, Um, resources are free. Our times are so urgent, uh, we can't. Uh, it's t- I'm not charging for this. I want the message to get out that we collectively yeah. have to choose a new yeah. pathway into the future. Yeah. I, I'm saying, I mean, I still go back to your, uh, your books, um, the, the ones that I have, and I'll definitely choosing earth. I've been uh, reading the PDF, but there's so yep. much information inside the, the trends, the trajectory really, um, you know, shows a lot of it where we've been, where we're going, and what we need to do. And I think we need this kind of insightful information or signpost right now. Um, and I yeah. love that you said that so we are all individually making a difference. I think that's what so many people want to hear. Am I, is it, am I really making a difference by making these choices? To I love it, to go for your true gift. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. 
Oh yes. my gosh. Okay, Dwayne. This has been so <laughs> okay, amazing. Michelle. Thank you so You're much. Welcome. And we'll be in touch. Yep. And you just oh, keep shining that bright light of yours. You're helping so many people in so many ways. I shall. And, um, and just the last word for me doing. is this is a team effort. It's a team effort. There are no mm-hmm. heroes anymore. It's all of us yeah. stepping up together. Perfect. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, Dwayne. You take good care. Okay. <laughs> You Bye. take care as well. Bye-bye. Bye. Yes, Lynn, lovely conversation. What did Sue say? Um, let's see. Thanks, Michelle and Dwayne. You are welcome. Yeah, great conversation. Great, great, great insights that he has. Um, I have the Living Universe book and the Awakening Earth. Um, that sucker is big. It's like a um, – it, there's just a lot of information, but it, it, it's – very factual. Um, go to choosingearth.org. I think he said choosingearth.org. Links are in the description box. Um, you've got the free book, Choosing Earth, the film, Facing Adversity, and then also Awakening Earth. Let's do this, people. We're doing it. Let's keep doing it together. I love what he said. There's no heroes. We're all in this together, side by side. Um, in our cumbia, merengue. A Texas two-step, <laughs> whatever you're doing, ballroom dance, we're doing the dance together. All right, Soul Light, uh, let's see, just connect with me further, keep listening to the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, I always forget to say subscribe. Um, also, whoops, if you feel, if you feel a resonance, um, I love appreciation, comment, feedback. I think it's on iTunes you can do it. That helps more people find the podcast. It goes up in the search engines. More people can hang out with us. Um, also connect with me on, of course, MentorCam, but YouTube. Love to see you over on YouTube. Show me your face. Show me your face. Come over on Instagram also and say hi. And also, if you want have guest suggestions or topic suggestions, um, best thing is to email awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. Don't DM the Awakenings page or me on Insta because I don't, I don't check it regularly. But it will go straight to Sadie. Guest suggestions, topic suggestions, suggestions for me, critiques, judgments, appreciation, communications, um, you know, email th- questions that you want me to answer, awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. All right, everyone, have a beautiful, uh, we got the eclipses happening. They will be happening by the time we connect next week. So we'll see what that brings. Do check out my YouTube channel and um, May reading. I've got another next week. I've got a candle reading I'm doing and setting intentions. So you'll pick a candle next Monday, and then the following week, I did what are your big changes in the next six months. There are some biggies, some biggie biggies. All right, guys, big hug. Continue to shine your light, share your insight, and, of course, keep awake. Oh, Mana Polly, I would like to hear more what you saw. I know about the Agenda 20 Smart City, but I didn't know you're speaking some good version of that. I missed part of the broadcast because got inspired with music for a bit. Oh, good. Um, oh, Mana Polly, I'll tell you. We'll talk. Okay. 
All right, guys. Lots of love and light. I'm Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Are you awake?